Snappers, and welcome to the next episode of Pod Snappery. Because who needs lofty expert opinion anyway? I'm Hayley Angel. And I'm Ross. So, Ross, tell me, what's in the news today? Well, yeah, this week's feature publication is the Glasshouse Country and Mulaney News. Oh, that oracle of all global issues and human thought? Yeah, I think it's important to know that it is independently owned and operated. <laughs> it is not a Rupert Murdoch mouthpiece in any way. Oh, well, I'll be definitely interested in what it's got to say then. <laughs> oh, you will. There is a big concert happening. Uh, it's called Voice of the Tuba. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's powerful, beautiful and delicate. It is the tuba. So. What is delicate about an enormous man holding what has got to be the most enormous horn anyone's ever ever seen? Yeah, well, a, a giant man's horn is quite often featured in the in the pages of this of this newspaper. Uh, Described as delicate. Uh, oh, I think the most delicate thing is the way he caresses the tuba and just makes it purr. <laughs> no, he really is though. I'm looking at the photo. He really is delicately caressing it. Yeah. Well. If, if you are keen, you, you could don your old high school uniform and get in for $15, Haley. Uh, but uh, <laughs> if you feel like actually contributing to the local economy, it'll be 25 bucks. thank you. <laughs> I wish I still fit into my old school uniform. No, wait, I probably would. Yeah, well, uh, fabrics do uh, let themselves go uh, over the years. <laughs> Elasticated waist relax over time. Yeah. <laughs> Just morphs to fit whatever shape we currently are in, so... Um... Yeah, I got my size twelve uh, running shorts out of the cupboard as well. So we're so we're going to voice of the tuba, and what else is happening around town? What what are the what are the what are the hot issues on the lips of locals? Oh look, there's there's been a bit of controversy down at the bakery. Uh, it's being advertised as a blueberry cake, but the blueberries seem to have just been some sort of dark mold, and uh, <laughs> they just whacked a blueberry sticker on the on the cake packaging. So. Now, I bought that blueberry cake with good faith and love to bring down here so that we could be fed and watered while we were recording this podcast, and you've just shat all over it. Yeah, well, my habits uh, with the cake are getting a bit more grotesque as the years go on. <laughs> anyway, what are we, uh, what's actually happening in the world beyond my cake eating and defecating? What's going on in the, in the wider world, Hayley? Well, do you know what? I, I want to talk about plastic bags. Okay. Because, okay, so if anyone's like me, I don't know if you are listening at home, watch The Project. I, I absolutely love that show. You know, it's so liberal. It's so appealing to the, like, utopian kind of identity of a young person trying to kind of find their way in, in the world. Um, I know it's all, like, feminism and, I don't know, pro-whatever. <laughs> It's pro news, I think is. What it is. Oh, yeah, well, okay. So it's a news program. <laughs> I, I know they're on a quest at the moment, which is about that. Like, and I, I'm totally on the side of this, but they're on, they're on a quest to ban plastic bags. And but what I love is that so every time so so they, they, this campaign is woven into the show, and they they kind of like check into it on different days, and um, and every every time you come to like a plastic bag piece, you know they'll report their like little wins of certain woolly stores at different places around Australia have decided to ban plastic bags, and then we throw to these like painful vox pops of you know interviewing what the local guy thinks down the street, you know, well do we know that, like can society function without plastic bags, and ah uh, you know we need more research into this is it is it possible? And I just, I don't know why it's posed as, as a question we should actually be paying attention to when a number of countries around the world have legitimately and totally uh, completely gotten rid of plastic bags. So I don't know how we can talk about is it possible to ban them when they've actively been banned 
and it's everything's fine. Yeah, well, it's it's similar to that, you know, the gay marriage debate or marriage yeah. equality because there's countries around the world that haven't imploded just because there's a couple of blokes kissing in a church. And not so. just some, like more than not. Like it's, I don't really understand this this whole thing of decide discussing if something's an issue when it's already proven it's not an issue. It just is a fact. All right, so these plastic bag. Uh, what are they, naysayers? <laughs> yeah. Society will be ended if we uh, yeah. get rid of the plastic bag. Like, I don't know how our toddlers are going to asphyxiate themselves without the plastic bag. <laughs> so, has anyone ever heard of a... a how tr- will I now marine life prosper? I <laughs> mean, you know, who needed that? How are we going to create any more uh, man-made Pacific Ocean islands <laughs> of, of waste? Like, <laughs> Like, sea levels are rising and the only thing that's going to survive is the floating garbage bag pile in the middle of the Pacific. So I really think we should be... Look, I'm pro-plastic bag. I think we just... In, in fact, I don't even want them for my groceries. I just want to cannon them straight into the Pacific, looping over the top of uh, American Samoa and uh, just drifting up into Waikiki. You're, that's a patch of real estate you want to buy. That that disgusting amorphous landmass that's out there in the Pacific. You're uh, you've you've planted a. a oh, stake you're not in talking it. about New Zealand, are you? <laughs> no. Despite my last one minute of attempted humorous guess, I actually um yeah, I'm on board with getting rid of the plastic bags. Yeah, why are we talking about it? I don't know. What's the other side of this argument? I don't actually get what it is. I think after a while, people just get set in their ways and they just don't want to get rid of it because they've always had it. So we can't possibly imagine a world without it. And even though I've got my green bags and my yeah. my freezer bags, I still need the plastic bag to line my bin, Haley. I can't possibly <laughs> line my bin with another form of plastic. It has to be the grey plastic bag from the shop. Like, yeah. We've always got this reason that we need to hang on to it. No, I know. And like... I understand that there are a lot of nanas out there that, you know, they're paying their rent by hand sewing these bag holders. You know, those like little fabric bag holders that are the the, the, the epicenter of every like granny stall that's in the center of a shopping center. And you stuff your plastic bags in it just for somewhere to put the fuckers. It's the bag bag. It's the, so I, no. it's the bag bag. So I know we're essentially ending the faithful employee of a bunch of nanas who need to make the bag bag. But other than that, I actually... I just don't understand what, what the other side is. Maybe that's what we're worried about. We're going to have these roving gangs of geriatric <laughs> women with knitting needles and nothing to do with them. Just walking around stabbing anyone with a reusable bag. I suppose for a sea turtle, you know, an impending kind of plastic bag, I can avoid all that. I suppose, which one Which one would you prefer to avoid? Oh, I don't know, but my son talks a lot about Godzilla, and I can just imagine this giant skyscraper-sized sea turtle <laughs> versus a giant 25-story nano with knitting needles just doing battle in downtown Los Angeles, and I think the world will fall apart if we get rid of these plastic bags. I think <laughs> it will happen in a giant... Japanese movie rip-off scene. <laughs> okay, well, if for nothing else, then yeah, maybe plastic bags have a place. Well, if we can't solve that issue now, what 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 else have you uh, what else have you seen around the traps there, Roscoe? Oh, I'll tell you what I have seen. Uh, I do have a a full length mirror in my house, and uh, every morning I'm unfortunate enough to see my uh, reflection in the mirror and. Uh, I've come across this phenomenon known as the dad bod. The uh, dad bod, it's everywhere. What is with, what's the dad bod? Yeah, the dad bod, it seems to have this, there's one clip art image that I see on all these different news sites. And it's, it's like a headless 
40-year-old man with a dark, hairy chest. And he doesn't seem to have a groin either. It's just a torso. So there's this floating torso getting about in the media, promoting this dad bod message. I don't know, Haley. You're you're a female. Have Have you ever had this lusted after the dad bod? Well, you know, I I can see the appeal on the basis of that kind of perfectly chiselled media sort of proposed definition of what a, a male bod is in the same way that the equivalent kind of bod depiction of a woman. I mean, it's quite intimidating. You you kind of see that bod and you think. That would be delightful, but not for me. You know, I that's not in my realm of kind of... I can't achieve that. I can't be touching that bod. There's never going to be a scenario other than some weird throwback to the island party boat where there's some sort of... Ma- Was that the one with the strippers on it? I can't remember. No, wild boys afloat. And, you know, and I'm stuffing some, some, some dollars down some poor, struggling uni student who just happens to work out fairly well. So I feel like dad bod's attainable. I could... I could grab at that chest hair. That's something I could see in real life. So is it just the female population lowering their expectations? <laughs> so we, we can't get the waxed, chiselled uh, Swedish uni student, but uh, we're going to settle for my best mate's dad as he's washing the car on Sunday morning in his old footy shorts and his Harley Davidson t-shirt. <laughs> I think so. I think it's something about, I don't know, like realising that I don't know for all women, well, I, I think for most of us, and maybe blokes are the same too, but it's it's those other things, the sense of humour, I don't know, some of those other elements as opposed to the chisel bod. So, you so know, it's the dad package. Da- it- we want the dad package. <laughs> yes, you, you bang on, dad bod, it's too narrow. It is, it's the dad package. Show us the grinning, idiotic face attached to the torso. <laughs> Show me the sagging, uneven testicles of that neighbourhood dad. Package sound like we're talking about something very specific. It does sound like a very disappointing <laughs> penis. So, no, but look, I actually am a dad, so I could probably legitimately try and get this dad bod that they're talking about. But I can tell you that before I had children, I actually did work out and had some sort of fitness regime you do. going on. A hot Ross is a real phenomenon. So, I, Ross and I went to school together, as many of you listening may know, and Ross was just Ross. And then, you know, Ross is a lovely chap. You know, we all like Ross. Ross is Ross. So then one day, I think, I, I know, we said we didn't catch up for a little while. Next time I saw it, it was like, bang, hot Ross. I was actually, it took me days to come to terms with hot Ross. You were reeling. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> she was speechless <laughs> and tripping balls on the floor of the cafe with the <laughs> And Ross was talking me through the machinations of his online dating. Mm. And I was just... And there were so many questions that were just posed in my mind. Well, you can't online date without the working out. Because, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, unless you're going to the dark web, you, there's no point. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. Maybe that's why I've never progressed from this paunch that I've got. I've never got to an online dating. Yeah, yeah. No, you should subject yourself to it, you know... Awful first dates uh, can lead to happiness and uh, (laughs) eventually you can find someone to inflict your uh, progeny on. So, uh, (laughs) so before, before kids, I was, I was in, uh, I was fit. Prime hot Ross territory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's what the girls tell me. Little girl sitting here is telling me. (laughs) My partner has never used those words of hot Ross, but uh, anyway, but I, I was fit at one point and, and, 
since having kids, having time to work out that that's um, become as rare as a, a lunar eclipse. So uh, I have attained dad bod, and I have to say I'm not I'm not that into it. Dad bod is um, I've got a bit of a muffin top going on. My my skinny jeans aren't accentuating the right things anymore. I've got love handles. Got some sort of pigeon chest going on. Hair has just multiplied. I, I don't know. I, I could strip off right now and I feel like our listeners would still be repulsed. <laughs> so, but there is, there is so much chat about the dad bod. Like, is the dad bod here to stay? Well, if it, if it, if it is, um, I, I look forward to granddad bod taking, the, taking its place eventually. And the... Much underestimated great grandfather bod, which would be basically just bones. <laughs> Frailty's the new black. Yeah, some sort of mummified corpse would be, because uh, ancient dad bod is just primed to take off. Is, is, is dad bod, is it part of this broader, like, is it part of this body positivity movement? It's all this kind of like Bopo stuff of, you know, Curves are beautiful. I mean, is, is dad bod just like the male enlightenment that's kind of happening in female body positivity at the moment? Yeah, it's probably a reaction to, you know, we, we come from that generation of the Twilight movies. And you'd know that yeah. all these actors better than I would. Robert Pattinson, am I getting the name right? You absolutely are. So, you know, men like this, Zac Efron, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who else. Look, I'll, I'll throw Toby, Toby Maguire in there. He's probably the odd one out, really. <laughs> he's, he's got a dad bod face, but then his epic chisel body. It's never made sense. It's like those flip chart books where you mix and match the head and the outfit. So you... Toby Maguire's got the head of a seven-year-old Haley Joel Osmond, but he's got the chiselled dad bod torso, and someone's put a mermaid tail on the bottom, which is just making Toby. Well, I'm into it actually. Now, but I think it's a you know this dad bod. I think it's a direct reaction to this sort of manscaped metrosexual twink sort of thing that was in in the early 2000s yeah 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 that's true that's true so i mean we talked about granddad bod but i mean where do we really see dad bod going like is is there an end is it just we just you know getting to a point of dwelling in sort of miserable poor health and oh we're probably looking at a uh we're looking at soap operas operas here probably dad bod's going to be a storyline on home and away so there'll be (laughs) you know Alf Stewart <laughs> will become, he'll just be running his way through all the girls on the show. Yeah. Can just imagine Alf Stewart's dirty talk with the, the pubescent girls on Summer Bay? Oh, no, please don't. No, I think I it's like got to it. hit a saturation point like that where Dad Bod goes too far. So I think Dad right. Bod, it hasn't reached that point where right, we're offended right, yeah. by Dad Bod yet. Okay. And is Dad Bod, is Dad Bod on the same wavelength as the man bun? Because all I hear about is the man bun. And, and I feel like, didn't Barbies, Ken, combine the man bun and the Dad Bod? Or were they two separate things? Oh, like, I, I don't I can't remember. Yeah, see, man bun for me, it, it's, it's sort of got diluted when... Top knot became an alternate phrase, oh, so you had yes. you had a bit of a schism in the hairstyle world. So right. some people were talking about man buns, some were talking about top knots, and really the conversation just 
It's got no traction. There's no legs there. There's no commitment. See, dad bod doesn't have an alternative <laughs> phrase. So dad bod's going strong. Man bun's fallen by the wayside. Can I ask them, do you remember Hot Dad from Rove? Oh, no, you're going to have to enlighten me here. So I remember there was this famous... So people listening to you may call this. There was this famous Rove episode where... On the show, Rove, I can't remember the exact specifics of it, but they used to go into people's homes and do like activity, like tasks. I remember once they knocked on this house and this total dad answers the door. And part of the challenge is he has to take off his shirt and put on like a Rove, a Rove live t-shirt. And when he's taking his own shirt off, it was like, boom, washboard stomach. So it was this total dad, late 40s, early 50s face. And then there was this boom body. And then the rest of the episode just turned in like, what is this? Dad. Just rove uncomfortably trying to hide his <laughs> erection. <laughs> I know, but it was like, well, I, I, well, I suppose hot, well, hot dad though, he's kind of, he doesn't have the dad bod because he was, he had a hot bod. And we're saying that's not the dad bod. So he was ahead of his time. He was. <laughs> he was. He was a good decade or two decades ahead of the dad bod craze. Now he might actually be rocking granddad bod by now. <laughs> I, I, I can, I mean, I think there's good things to come for granddad bod. Hmm. Yeah, well, the washboard stomach thing. I haven't actually heard that phrase for a while. Do oh, our younger listeners oh, know what no. a washboard stomach is? Oh, I'm so old. When did we get in our 30s, Ross? Oh, well, for me, it was about 43 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you were old at like 14. It's nice of you to take me out of the nursing home to record this podcast. <laughs> if you can return me to my nurses, I'm actually late for my evening pill, so... It is. Well, let's not dwell on the utter, sheer and utter depression of uh, decades of your life disappearing with that before no. your very eyes. Okay, so where, where are we falling on this? Is dad bod... Okay, yes. Is dad, dad bod. bod going to be a greater or lesser issue than the plastic bag crisis of the 21st century <laughs> in your eyes? I feel like I wanted to the listeners say the plastic bag issue, but in my heart, we both know I'm saying dad bod. Okay. Well, we might have to just ponder on the dad bod a bit more in our dreams later on tonight, but uh, I'm feeling quite spent from dad bod. Okay, so putting dad bod aside and dialing into terrible interview questions, Ross, what have you ever faked? Oh, I've faked my uh, enjoyment of this friendship, I guess, is one place (laughs) I'd probably start. Oh, stop. Yeah, no. (laughs) I'll take the plastic bag off from my own head and I'll continue. (laughs) (laughs) The green bag wouldn't be quite as effective, would it? Oh, no. Look, people that are actually friends with me and are actually my closest loved ones, they, they probably know that I, I'm not always the most sociable creature. So I think I've mostly faked enthusiasm for human interaction like, as a whole concept. So. All right, give me one example in the last week. When have you totally faked enthusiasm? Well, I work in an industry where I specifically work with people. So my job is to enjoy their company and to be interested in their progress. And every every minute of my workday is in some way me having a massive faked work orgasm of enjoyment. <laughs> faked work orgasm. Which is different from the actual work orgasm. Work orgasm that you have at lunchtime. Yeah, mostly frowned upon, but... Actually, did you ever see, there's some stuff in the news about workplaces encouraging uh, employees to masturbate during work hours because it leads to higher productivity and, you know, and enjoyment. You know what, I, actually, I get this because 
I think the biggest issue facing workplaces right now and why I struggle a lot as work is that people just need to chill the fuck out. In the last five years especially, I suppose, you know, as we so unfortunately observed before we're getting towards our mid-30s, you know, and so like obviously roles have increased in seniority and, you know, and, and, and so at work now, you know, I'm hardly the top dog, but definitely involved in some more, more stressful kind of elements. And it's just, people make the simplest thing just fucking impossible to do. And everyone is just on high anxiety levels. I just don't, I don't think it's sustainable. I think if everyone just popped into the bathrooms, popped one out, you know, just calming effect, relaxed, came back to the desk with a new, I don't know, I, I, I'm, actually, I, like, I'm actually saying this could be a real thing. Yeah, well, I, th I don't think I've invented this memory, but I'm sure I've read at least more than one article about this phenomenon of, at the very least, people responding to surveys and admitting that they've masturbated at work. Right. And, so and it's a surprisingly high percentage. It could never be done in my industry, but yeah, uh, like, yeah, I think yeah. we're talking mostly about corporate culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's plenty of wankers in corporate culture. Oh, <laughs> nice. Can you imagine a bathroom at a, at a bank? Like, it just must be... <laughs> oh, you wouldn't be able to lift your feet off the floor. I work. I worked around financial services in London. Now that is a, that's a bathroom that is just going to be radiate. Uh, British financial from, services. I, <laughs> that is the biggest Pornhub customer base I've ever heard of. <laughs> no, I, okay. I'm gonna. I, okay, you don't need to give the specifics. But have you ever, you know, in your day or in the course of your life? Say, I don't know, you're working on an assignment. Has there ever been a time where you feel like you've been stuck? So you've just gone and... And then it's just chilled you out and you can kind of carry on with the job? Yeah, I guess so. But you've got to be careful with it. Because if, if you get too engaged with your little bathroom break, there's the danger of a three-hour nap immediately afterwards. <laughs> that's why... That's my question, though, about the productivity piece. Because I get the relaxation and the... The renewed focus. But yeah, it's the nap and the cigarette that I think might uh, be counterintuitive. Yeah, well, and if we're talking about corporate culture, it probably does get balanced out. They, they probably take the bathroom break. That's our polite euphemism for it, I yes, guess. Like, yeah, knocking the top off one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off a cold, frosty one. <laughs> no, but, you know, like, so I guess they'd have to balance it out. I'm guessing financial, corporate culture, go into the bathroom, take your personal time, then go out to your sink line up a couple of lines of coke, snort it in your head. <laughs> you won't be having a three-hour nap. You'll be, you'll be going out there and you'll be working another 12-hour shift. <laughs> I feel like we've... I feel like this is a, this is a corporate nightmare that, I don't know... We, Just masturbating <laughs> coke fiends. <laughs> it's not dissimilar from reality. I only take financial <laughs> advice from masturbating coke fiends. <laughs> I found it's only led to partial ruin. <laughs> well, in other Glasshouse and Milady country news, Ross. Oh, oh I, right, just a slight diversion. Yeah. How how is the local news going? <laughs> I just couldn't stop imagining you from ejaculating and then snorting up with a either fifty dollar note and just feeling utterly revolted <laughs> by it. Yeah, it's hard to come back from it, but we'll attempt to. <laughs> 
Ross, you're a Scorpio, is that correct? What are you? What, um, what are you? You got the first letter right. How, how good are you with your star signs? It's not Sagittarius? Sagittarius. Okay, Sagittarius, right. And you know what my dad bod joke for that is? Is, yeah, I'm top half man and the bottom half is all horse, baby. Something along the lines of <laughs> trying to tell people that I have a large penis, hooves, and a propensity for trotting. <laughs> Can I just remind you that the next segment is what my ex said? So we're just going to see if uh, there's any backup to uh, to those claims of, uh, of stallion worthiness. Can I select the ex? Because <laughs> I'll find the one with the the smallest possible vagina to do that interview. <laughs> so your stars. This is the week beginning the 26th of July. So <laughs> sl- only ever so slightly out of date. This is a week for confidence. Command and courage to propel you forward on an adventure for a marathon, major sport, or pursuit of a life goal. The energies are purely outdoors, so don't stay at home. Also, avoid negative attitudes, so that may set as that may set the tone wrongly for the whole day. Considerable exciting vibes continue throughout the weekend. Comments. Well, look, since we're looking at this retrospectively, like, I've got the benefit of knowing what will happen. I have to say, the most exciting thing that happened outdoors was I did some mulching. So, I don't know. Is that even a euphemism? No, no. That's not a euphemism for me masturbating in the backyard or snorting cocaine off a mulberry bush leaf or anything. No, I I got some fertiliser. I mulched. I watered. Exciting vibes that continued throughout the weekend. The, the weekend? There is no weekend. I have a toddler in the house. <laughs> that I, can, I, I look. We actually did break new ground. Our building blocks has been going. Um, it's been going gangbusters, really. So I'm able to get a tower built that's actually taller than my daughter, which is good. Um, she is only <laughs> 37 centimeters tall, but. No, it's so could use in the Warner household. No, so the mulching and the uh, the the block building—that's about as far as it gets. So look, I don't want to cast aspersions on the horoscope. I was just about to say, do you dare question the insight from Edgar J. Winter? Look, look at that. Edgar face- J. <laughs> Edgar J. Winter has been face first in a cinnamon bun, or he's been hanging out at the financial services buildings in London. Because he has, he has some dark features above his nose, and then he has a complete cocaine goatee going on. I just really want a cinnamon bun. Edgar J. Winter. Do you reckon that's a pseudonym? Like a, like a winter is coming. Oh, winter, winter has come all over his own face by the looks of it. That's just a bukkake beard. It's shocking. Edgar J. Winter, it's a very ominous sort of horoscope name. <laughs> I was about to say, it doesn't really give you positive vibes for the weekend, does it? No, I will not be staying in your abandoned <laughs> castle when my car breaks down in the rain. Edgar. Why? Look, it's, it's Australia. Like, I know I do live in the semi-rural area, but no one goes by the name Edgar, do they? Is there, how many Edgar Winters oh, are there? Does he need the middle initial? Edgar, it's hardly an identifier, is it? Edgar Jerkoff Winter. Is that white? What even is that? Is that a, 
It's, it's more than a goatee. Because I feel like a... His mouth... It's something else. Well, his mouth and chin have been subsumed <laughs> by this beard. What do you think Nolsey would have to say about that? Oh, he'd be bowing down and... <laughs> <laughs> Nolsey, if he can peel himself away from the strippers for long enough. <laughs> Poor old Nolsey. Oh, mate. But I'm very impressed here. Edgar, he's got a very... It's a very rich-sounding name, isn't it? Edgar no, J. Winter. It is. And he's, he's not promoting himself as um, a clairvoyant. He's an astro-clairvoyant. So I feel like he's... <laughs> He's jettisoned from the rings of Saturn and come here to tell me my future. I feel like it's a clairvoyant that drives a Holden Astra. That's what I get from that. Yeah. He's, he's, look, he's not rolling in it. He, he, <laughs> I mean, he's providing the horoscope for the, what the hell are we reading? The Glasshouse and Mulaney Country News, which, as you so thoughtfully pointed out, is independently owned and operated. From Copia to In the Garden with Brownie. Oh. Um, now look, you said you've been doing some mulching lately, Ross, so this is a bit of a quiz. So this is apparently the jobs for the yard in August. Right. Hit me so, with So <laughs> it's a good time to fertilize and prune hibiscus. So they develop a bushy habit and produce lots of flowers in summer. So do you have a bushy habit? It sounds like you're setting me up for a nineteen seventies nun porno joke here. <laughs> Consider it set and <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about what about are you growing any pineapples? Uh no, but look, oh. on local news, this is the home of the famed Pineapple Patch restaurant. And if I said the words pineapple patch I've literally never heard of that. Yeah, so what sort of restaurant do you think it would be, just based on the name? Well I like I think they're serving the odd pineapple split. But okay, the pineapple patch, I don't know, like a a, a bright, breezy cafe? Yeah, that's pretty close. There's a lot of um, towering gum trees overlooking this um, very fine Chinese restaurant that is the Pineapple Patch. <laughs> what's, what, what's the food like? It's pretty good, yeah. I, I had a good experience there. Um, Shout out to our friends at the Pineapple Patch. Yeah, freebies next time. Probably, yeah, better be. Yeah. But look, Pineapple Patch, I, th- I think the theme there is... That a lot of the the farmland around here were originally pineapple patches, yes. and um, probably not as prevalent today. But I, I think with the the old wives' tale about pineapple juice improving the taste of semen getting around, <laughs> that the pineapple industry might be in for another boon. Is that a, have you ever tried that? Have you ever tried? You know, say back when Hot Ross is using dating apps. Is he just throwing back liters of pineapple juice just to, you know, give it a nice, twi- nice tank? Yeah, well, if you want, if you want your date to know what your intentions are, <laughs> I quite often would rock up with a rickshaw full of pineapples, and I'd uh, peel and core them on the spot. I'd blend it up in my uh, neutral bullet, and I'd just skull pint after pint of just uh, pineapple, pineapple and vodkas. And I'd be the drunkest, most flavoursome man in the restaurant. <laughs> Where, where's the rickshaw parked, Ross? I don't know. I think I'm making some sort of semi-racist link to the pineapple patch. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> you couldn't let the pineapple patch go. No. They've got the lazy Susan, and if you get home delivery, it will take an average of one hour and 15 minutes to get to you, because... They're sending, sending a frail Asian grandfather out on his rickshaw. 
your beef and black bean sauce is coming to your lukewarm, but your semen's definitely piping hot. <laughs> so if you're going pineapples, give them a side dressing of complete fertilizer in late August. They like acid soils, so avoid using lime or dolomite. That'd be the best acid trip that's been going on out in the glasshouse area for a while. <laughs> acid soils. You're soiling yourself on acid is all I'm taking away from this. I feel like it's not an un- uncommon outcome. Brownie actually does have some decent advice. No, but like, he does. I, I feel like we're doing a disservice to our listeners because this is some more awesome facial hair in the, in his profile picture. I, oh my god, I didn't even see that! I, Look, I'm, I'm quite impressed with the grooming habits of these local paper <laughs> gentlemen. And I love that he has specially shaved a mo that is separate from the beard. If you have a beard and a mo, I'd imagine they usually connect up. Is that right? Yeah, who knows? But he, he is here with a, a, some pruning clippers. <laughs> so Showing his prowess. May, maybe he's just showing you that he can do what he wants with these clippers. He can, only manic, he can manicure his beard. He can trim your hibiscus. <laughs> You can shit on acid. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, talk to me about your aphid problems because Brownie's telling us to watch for aphids attacking the new growth on rose bushes. You've got some roses, haven't you? Yeah, I've got lots of roses. I've I've seen some. You've got some gorgeous looking bushes going on. Squash them, hose them off, or spray them. Of those three, of squashing, hosing them off, or spraying them, what's your preference for dealing with those uh, aphids attacking your... Your delicate rose bushes. Yeah, well, my delicate rose bushes, um, they've become accustomed to my habit of as soon as I get pricked by one of their thorns, I get my pruning clippers and I just take the whole plant off at the base and um, they come back. They, uh, they're not taking no for an answer. So every time I'm getting around my garden, they're making my life a misery year after year. <laughs> just can't keep a good bush down. Why do roses, why do they have to be the flower? Can't we get some non-stabbing flowers to be I the know, flower? I don't get, I honestly don't get the rose thing. I'm sorry. I've never gotten it. I, I think you've just got this spindly, disgusting, stick-looking twig that will that will cut you for 99% of the year. For 1%, you've got a fairly shit, non-exciting flower that comes in all of five variations to enjoy around those disgusting said sticks. Yeah, I'm trying to make dandelions a thing at my house because I've got all these weeds growing out of the garden and (laughs) they don't stab me. They're abundant. I don't have to worry about the aphids. So I think, can our listeners help me uh, get this happening? We're going to make it the dad bod of 2018. (laughs) Dandelions. This Valentine's Day, 2018. Now, look, I'm turning to something here and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit of a big issue at the moment. I'm seeing a very, very big strategically placed ad here for Australia's broadband network, the old NBN. So is it here or is it not here? I can't work out. <laughs> Have we got it or is it happening? I thought it was here. I feel like it arrived I feel in like my it's absence. arriving with the speed of actual Australian internet because <laughs> you can go to fucking Cambodia and download a movie in 10 minutes and... <laughs> Australia is this is this something that we should be you know stampeding in the streets about like is this actually holding us back as a nation yeah well I think so like uh, I I should be able to click online to read all this amazing local news (laughs) I should I should have it at the the click of a finger 
said I'm schlepping it out to my front yard, <laughs> finding the free paper on the ground. Yeah, look, no, I think it actually is an issue. I remember when it was proposed by the then Labor government at the time, uh, and it was going to revolutionise, you know, regional area doctors' services. That was going to be live streaming consultations with your doctors. It was going to have implications for the education sector. And the arguments at the time were bringing us all up to speed with you know, competing with the Asian economy, a lot of the Asian internet speeds are, are greater. Um, and it's it's well known that the Australian internet is slower than anyone else. And then sort of in the election hustle and bustle, it's sort of just sort of went from being this critical national issue, according to the, to the Labor Party at the time. Yeah. And now I, I hear nothing about it. Uh, I thought it would still be an issue. But I don't feel like our internet and internet's gotten magically quicker over the last three or four years. I, I feel anyone I talk to about this says it's it's what I don't think I've had a conversation with anyone and I don't know if this is that you know the, that you're seven times more likely to complain about bad service than you want to talk about good service but I've exclusively had conversations with people who feel like they're worse off before the end of they've got more dropouts their data rates have dropped I don't know I it's feel probably like not it's helping that uh, internet porn usage is an all-time <laughs> high so well because our workplaces are you know I'm to get one sorted out in a cubicle without a little bit of inspiration. Yeah, like peak internet time used to be, well, between 4 and 10 or, you know, 6 and 10, but it turns out it's between 11 and 1 now. <laughs> People can't even get to lunchtime without jacking off. I must admit, the line for sushi rolls at lunchtime is significantly lower. I'm, I'm loving this. Mm. And the line for pineapples just... <laughs> Stretching around the block. you got to watch out for these employees going to the bathroom stalls two at a time. <laughs> well, on that bombshell, uh, Ross, I think we might call it a, call it a day here. And, and we, must send, we must thank the Glasshouse and Mulaney Country News, both independently owned and operated, for informing us for this week's episode. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they have uh, possible new ownership by next week <laughs> and a, a complete rebranding after being featured on our podcast. But it's been nice while it lasted. for another episode of Pod Snappery, putting the T's in expertise. Hayley Angel, Ross was signing out. Farewell. <laughs>